He gonna be here um, in town. Let Memorial Day pool party. Not Memorial Labor Day, fool. Whatever. The seventh. That's that Monday. We Becky, all. Becky, the one that trying to organize it. A pool party for the man. I ain't making no punch. I ain't doing that shit no more. I'm not doing. Cause last time. Uh, look, look, these things. Wait, this is wait, hot. Wait, you gotta always, always assume <laughs> it's a hot mic. Always assume. So yeah, at the last Black Law and Legalized pool party, <laughs> I had cake in my pool the next day. Who put cake in the pool? Carol. You and Carol. No, no that's Both a lie. Y'all. I had cake in Both the pool. Both of y'all. Both. That's a lie. Uh, honey, can you hand me my cake while I'm in this pool? No, that's a lie. That's a lie. Fuck my pool all up, man. Our man Don was on one summer. Carol had cake in the pool, eating like she was at the Taj Mahal. <laughs> she, wait, she was eating like she was at the Taj Mahal. <laughs> yeah, man, Don was on one summer. That's Don. Don will tell you the same thing. Nobody had cake in the pool but Carol. I woke up the next morning and there was cake all up <laughs> in my pool. Yeah. You didn't take care of that one. Cause damn sure wasn't me. Like I said. And somebody lost one of their tracks. Oh, somebody lost track. Yeah, it was some hair in the oh, pool, no. too. Becky? Might have been. Becky. Somebody lost some hair. <laughs> uh, I was Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> some parts of that night still a freaking I made it home. Michelle made it home. And she made it home before y'all made it. Yeah, so they, now that's the thing. That's the thing yeah. that tripped me the hell out. How the hell she made it to where she lived before we made it back to the hotel? I have exactly. no. I have no idea. I have no idea. All I remember is Carol getting in a fight with the trash can. Wait, what? Because you know everything is controlled by Alexa, right. and she has seen. We got ladies and gentlemen behind the scenes. We got a trash can that automatically opens when you wave your hand over it. Mm-hmm. I come in the house and she is hollering, Alexa, open the trash can. Ale- Lexi, Lexi, open the trash can. And I'm like, what the fuck is you doing? Who was doing that? That was Carol. Carol. <laughs> you lying. I, I'm telling you. I just had to pause and watch her. Everybody was messed up. You just heard us uh, attempt to plan our pool party, (laughs) and you heard about the last year's pool party. So, um, welcome back to another episode of Black Law and Legalize, where we specialize in getting back on track because we had heard y'all, right? We had heard it, y'all. And, you know, we got to get the people what they want. They said, man, y'all be tripping and shit with that let ho shit and that self-hate shit and all that uh other type of shit. So y'all need to get y'all act together because, you know, when I had subscribed it to y'all podcast, I had come to listen about the law. And now y'all just be talking about some old uh shit. And you know what? We back. Yeah, my name is Dan. I'm one of your hosts. <laughs> Keep up with me on Twitter and IG at I am. Dan on drugs. Keep up with the show across all platforms at Black Law Podcast. Oh, wait. You got stuck on. Oh, man, I don't know what the hell I'm saying because my mind just playing tricks on me. What was that? Because for something that you say quite often, you really got stuck. You stopped. Anyway, I'm just Dan and I'm your another one of your hosts. 
You can follow me on Twitter at I Tell Legal Lies. And as Dan said, you can follow the show across all social media platforms. See how smooth that was? On uh, not it, it, See, this is the thing, right? I be on so many shows and shit. Yeah, that I be forgetting where the fuck I'm at half the whatever. time. Whatever. Anyway. Like, uh, I just did a podcast on another podcast that I ain't gonna say yet because it ain't out yet. Oh, and then, geez. you know, I got the whole few screws loose situation, rocking the half, few screws loose, and uh all that. Wait, no, 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 no. What's hard about saying across all social media platforms? Man, That's what you got stuck at. It has nothing to do. See, I'm monitoring audio, video, whatever, lighting, man. uh, show notes. <laughs> Yeah, y'all, sure. we brought the notes back, y'all. We no, brought he, the notes back. he brought the notes back. There are no reason to have the notes because the it's, notes don't do anything. Keeps keeps us. How's it keep us going forward? We're keep, always no, going off on keep, tangents. Keep, look, right now we have us. show notes. And right, and this is off. in the this notes. Look, not, look, back not, on track. That, really? That's what it this says. This is the back on track part. Yeah, back on track. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is our third year anniversary somewhere about anniversary. there and hey. i can tell you a day for that you and me podcasting for three years and and I how it's changed my life let me tell y'all only it hasn't my life literally has not changed other than i'm on twitter and instagram all day how has your life changed so, in the three so years that of podcasting means, that definitely means that your life has changed because now you are this social media presence. That is definitely a change from before. No, I just talk shit on there. So no, so, so you still do it, though? Talk shit, yeah. At on first, so- I was talking shit with people On social me. media, correct. So that is a change that podcasting has made in your life. How has podcasting changed my life? I can 100% say that podcasting has not changed my life as significantly i'm still i don't i still don't have this huge social media presence and that is purposely i mean if people talk to me on social media i will talk back to them but i'm not on there all the time i can't be why not what do you mean because i work i work too no you don't i work (laughs) no no you don't no, you know. So, all right, before we get into today's topic, right, um, which is protesters' rights, let's see if you can answer this, right? Because I was asked this on said podcast, right? Okay. And I didn't have an answer. Mm. I made some shit up, I think. How did you and I become friends? I almost kicked your ass. Yeah, I doubt that ever happened. But see, yeah. she made shit up too. Nobody knows yes. how, how yeah. this shit works. See? Definitely. No, I could tell you exactly how we became friends. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Because I can't. You just won't make some you, shit up. Just because like, you oh, can. I, I almost kicked your ass. No, that was purely made up. But no, we 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 became friends by default, actually. So because I don't even know if within the first year of our relationship, I would have considered you a friend. You were an associate, a work cohort, but not a friend. So. Just, I mean, habit. Seeing your face every day basically is what it is. So there you have it. It doesn't take much to be <laughs> Anne's friend, y'all. All she has to do is see your face every day. Lies. Like, I got hit with that question, and I'm like, I usually, and I'm good on my feet. Like, I can boom, boom. Doesn't matter. Even if I'm making shit up, doesn't matter. I can, I can move on my, be on my toes. 
So I had to pause. And you I'm were like, trying to tell the truth then. Nah, I was trying to say anything. <laughs> it, like, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I really don't know. So wait, seriously, you really don't know? No, I think I, I can't remember what I said, but it was something along the lines of a working relationship and uh, might have even been the same same situation. Yeah, you be seeing them all the time and shit. And and I did say, yeah, you was loud as shit. And somebody tried to kick you out of the office one time. <laughs> and uh, just the response, I appreciate it because I'm all about messing ignorance. But anyway, uh protesters right so we've been protesting and when i say we i mean us as a people have been protesting for 400 years i was about to say all our lives but yeah. most recently let's just for the sake of argument say we've been protesting the entire year of 2020 it was mm-hmm. like one after another after another and as soon as mainstream media drops drops one story people and, there's another one yeah right. come, like so we got uh, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud right. Arbery, um, George Floyd, Jacob. Uh, yeah, Jacob. Uh, was it Blake? Blake. And I think there was there's probably a few more in, in between. between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then, the guy in Atlanta. Oh yeah, the, in the, the drive through. Yeah, Wendy's drive through. That dude. Right. It, there's just so many. So we've been protesting all year, and from my perspective, at least, how I've been looking at the official response to the protest to me it screams illegal like the way the nypd was manhandling people how uh donald trump sent his secret army out to portland and they're kidnapping people i mean you i can't call it anything else than people unmarked vehicles they're not in uniform snatching people up throwing them in vans and taking them to God knows where. Nobody but knows where. If you think about that, that's been part of the history of African-American people in their struggle since the beginning. Like from the time that we've actually started protest- using our voices and protesting, there's always been, even though we're doing 100% what the constitutional, the constitutional, the constitution tells us we have the right to do. We've always, our gatherings, our protests have always been looked at as red flags, something to quash because, you know, you have to keep the natives silent. You know, you can't, as, as your president says, you know, you can't let the inmates run the prison. Mm-hmm. So every time we speak up to let our voices be heard, we are looked at as criminals, so we are treated as such. And you're doing it the wrong way, no matter how you do it. And I just had this, what do you call it? I had a unilateral conversation this morning with somebody, <laughs> right? Wait, you had the unilateral conversation? I was or somebody part, ran yeah, a monologue? Yeah, <laughs> I was a part of a monologue this morning. <laughs> and going back to Colin Kaepernick and taking the knee and how everybody's like, oh, he is so wrong. He's wrong. He's, you know, get him off the field, get him fired, whatever. And now you have the entire NBA like, psh, y'all y'all thought one player, even though it was years ago, y'all thought one player was as bad. Watch this. Whole team's taking knees. Right. But the thing is, the people who thought Cap was wrong still think Cap was yeah, wrong. Yeah, in the NBA. And they think the NBA is wrong. They think 
baseball is wrong. They think hockey is wrong. Anybody. Wait, hockey doing it too? Man, I've I've seen something. I don't know. It, but what I, I said that to say is anybody who does not fit their framework is subversive. You know, we all all a part of the matrix. And Agent Smith is steadily trying to fit us back into the box. And every time you step outside, it doesn't matter who you are. Anything that you do that is not keeping in line with what the elite wants you to do is always going to be frowned I'm sorry. I refuse to call someone who lives in a fucking trailer elite. (laughs) That's just me. I'm not saying... That, I, no, I get it. You but know, I, I just, use that parenthetically. I just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> if your house has wheels, I do not consider you elite. No disrespect to our listeners whose homes have wheels. So um, some definitions right off the top. Right. So this is something that I looked up over the weekend and just going with the my train of thought, which is, yo, a lot of this shit seems illegal. So some on de- the cops part. Right. Right. Okay. And. And on the counter protesters parts, too, even though, according like all of my information I got from the ACLU and um, according to the ACLU, counter protesters have equal rights to protest because because the Constitution gives us the right to assemble. First Amendment. Right. It gives us the right to basically protest that that is what constitutionally we have the right to do. So if I have the right to protest for something, someone has the right to protest against it. As long as the police or the authorities treat both the protesters and the counter protesters exactly the same. Equal protection. But then you see in places, I believe this was in North Carolina, where you have police going through the streets telling counter protesters, hey, y'all might want to get out of here because uh, we're about to light shit up out here. So anyway, definitions, um, starting with traditional public forums. Mm-hmm. That includes sidewalks, sidewalks, streets, streets, steps on government property, government property, mm-hmm. plazas, mm-hmm. public spaces, basically mm-hmm. anywhere where you're able to be lawfully. Right, because back in the day, you used to have a town square. And that's where, you know, you heard the news and, and you did things of that nature. Now, we don't have so much a town square. Everything is our town square. Right. So, we can, you can go on any publicly accessible property. Can so, your speech be limited on said property? No. You can say what you want to say within reason. See, we when we start when you start talking constitutional law, not that things get shady, but there are so many things that have been litigated and so many things left unlitigated as far as the First Amendment is concerned. You know, we talk about even though we're talking about protesting, a big part of protesting is being able to say things, right? So we talk about freedom of speech and people say You know, you can't tell me what I can and cannot say, but the law has limited the types of things that you can say. Like hate speech is not something that you can say. The law has limited that. Sure, you have the freedom to say stuff, but you can't say things that could prove harmful. Like you can't sit in a theater and scream fire. 
because that may lead to someone's death. So you can't be the current president of the United <laughs> States, basically. Man, look, that, like I said, so rights, constitutional rights, as they stand, you have them, but public policy can limit the way you use them. So, yes, you have the right to speak freely. You have the right to protest. But how you affect that protest, how you speak and how you affect that protest, that's all been litigated. The government can tell you how you can do it. So, Hmm. yeah. So private property, of course, uh, I can define that. That is private property. (laughs) You know, like, well, so say you own a building Mm -hmm. and in your building you have you know, you lease your building to different businesses. So those businesses lease this property. That, in effect, they have a leasehold. That's something, an interest that they have in that property. You can't go inside their their place of business and start saying anything you want to say because you are not in a public space. And the same goes for on the job, too. While you are at work, your speech can be can limited, be limited. even That's though correct. you'll hear people say it's my constitution. Like a lot of people, you see all these people that get aired out for being racist on the Internet and all of a sudden they want to scream free speech. You can't you can't. Uh, what I do in my personal life has nothing to do with the work. No, it reflects poorly on your company. And I'm sure your company doesn't want the heat that's about to come with this shit. anyway. I, well, you know, you, you think about logically. That's like you have the right to watch porn all you want, but can you watch porn on your work computer? I know three people at my company <laughs> yeah. who have done yeah. that. Can you watch porn on your work computer? One being a high level supervisor too, <laughs> damn it. And I caught his ass. And let it be all right. Like your company has policies against that. Wait, so- we ain't going to skip over this shit. <laughs> I caught this nigga at his desk. No lie, y'all. This is a true story. Uh- I will put my hand on a Bible and my other hand on a Quran, right? That dude said, on God. Like, I'm telling you, I come back from lunch, right? Oh, here you go. One of the supervisors in the office thought that the door was locked. It was locked, but it was ajar. So I pushed my way in and I go poke my head into his office to tell him, yo, I'm back from lunch. Uh, You need me to do? Yo, this dude got a big set of titties on his screen under his desk, dick in his hand. And... (laughs) We want to talk about some, uh, uh, and he's like scrambling. And you know, everybody knows what a little red X is. But when you got porn on your screen and somebody come in behind you, you, don't, you, don't, you, you can't, can't find it. Can't find the red you X. Can't find it. So he talking about some, uh, yeah, yeah. Check our firewall. Look, look, look at what I can pull up on my computer. Uh, you know, our firewall should be blocking this type of stuff. You know, so go look, just go look up porn on your computer and see what comes up, man. We got to find out how to block this shit. All without moving. Like, he all the way under his desk at this point. Like, I hope he doesn't see my dick in my hand while I'm saying this. And expecting me to buy that shit. So, I guess at some companies you can. If you're high level, you can uh, jerk off. So, private property, private owners, and jobs can limit your speech. Uh, Same goes with police officers, too. You see a lot of, um, well, any public public servant you see a lot of people saying yo why don't more police officers speak up why don't more people in the system speak up and believe it or not they can't 
and as far as talking to the media, they uh, I know back home it's in their SOPs. You cannot unless they're um, what's it called? What's it called? I wanted to say advertising department, their media department, whatever it's called. Okay's it ahead of time and says, yo, yeah, you can talk to uh, the news about whatever, whatever. So um, the communications department, public something is public something. Shit. Public relations, PR. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so you have to get an okay. And I also see a lot of not a lot, but I've seen a handful of police officers on other people's podcast talking about police work. Be careful, y'all. Don't get nobody fired out here. I mean, not that I care if a cop gets fired, but if they are one of one of the ones trying to make a change or one that looks like us, be very careful because technically in, in most areas, they're not allowed to be on your podcast. So uh, with that being said, back in public places, can you photo video uh, police officers? You'll see people. Holding up their phones. And, and then the cops try to actually snatch phones and things like that. Yeah. Absolutely. You can you can fo- photograph. You can video. They cannot tell you to stop. They can. Now, here's the here's the thing where video may become illegal. Dun, Void. Dun, dun. Right. So, you know, in a lot of states, we are a one party state, by the way in the state of Louisiana. Basically what that means is as long as one party that's involved in the conversation knows that is being taped, then you can, you can tape a conversation. There are some, some um, states that are two party states, meaning all parties involved have to know that the conversations are being taped. I think so, California might be a good example. I believe there are two party. party states. So what happens is when you video the audio, the vi- not the video itself, the audio from that video may be illegal as far as the wiretapping laws of the state that you're in. So if you are videoing something and you're putting it out there on social media on other in other venues be careful now question can something like that all right say you are in a two-party state Mm -hmm. you have let's just use rodney king uh the rodney king beating on tape and you hear everything that's going on everything they're saying right can that be used in as evidence it was used as evidence and it and it and it could now see that's the thing as far as um, law enforcement is concerned, if you if you notice that most of the time when police go out and they look for uh, CTV, most CTV doesn't have audio. Mm-hmm. The reason why most CTV does not have audio is because of exactly what I just said. So you have. Nowadays, everybody has a a cell phone. Well, most people have cell phones with cameras. So picture and video capabilities. You are videoing this and then you turn it over to the police. The police will use it. Mm -hmm. They will use it. They they have the ability to do so. So they can get around it. So, all right. Now, we do see this a lot on social media, especially 
when someone's filming cops, cops come straight over to uh-huh. them, stop filming. They'll either uh, attempt to grab the device or they'll like one. I just found this out, too, from somebody that um, knows police uh, procedures very well. They have there's a name for it, but it's basically a dummy. You're just going to go stand in front of whoever is recording you're just going to go stand there and block their view mm-hmm. of the scene. That mm-hmm. is your job. It's mm-hmm. it, And it has a name, too. I, I can't mm-hmm. remember what the name. You know, with the advent of all of these videos being leaked on social media, a lot of police forces began doing this. They, right. Because they don't want there to be something other than my um, chess camera that falls off conveniently or isn't on Mm -hmm. right or has not been turned on they don't want any outside evidence but even barring your barring your video evidence everything is wired these days i mean there is closed circuit tv everywhere these days people have ring cameras people have um arlo (laughs) right arlo other home video deterrent systems, they are all over the place these days. So a lot of times, I was, it's funny because I say this all the time. It's like, you have to be crazy to do something these days because there are eyes everywhere. It's like 1984. George Orwell is at, like, they're there. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. And what's crazy, too, is I would have expected a huge spike in crime because of the mask mandate right now. It is not unusual to see someone with a bandana over their Mm -hmm. face hat Mm -hmm. on. Like I went to the doctor the other day and I walked up in there with my hat on a black face mask that comes up to Mm -hmm. under my eyes. There's no way you would have been able to identify me. Yeah. But you know, what's, what's funny too about that situation is when the mask mandate first went into effect there were a lot of people that said that they were not going to mask up especially people of color because they were afraid Mm -hmm. that they would be targeted because of the way they look with these you know masks on and traditionally you go and rob a bank or you go and rob a grocery store you throw on a bandana and a hat and you go in you know or whatever so it is surprising to me that you don't see people like I walk down the street or I walk into a Walmart or something like that. And you see people like that and people don't shy away. And so it's like the very first time I saw that, that amazed me. And I know this is a sidebar, but it amazed me because I was in a Walmart that I was in a predominantly white Walmart. It was in, you know, a predominantly white area of the city. Wait, hold on. Let, so, I'm New Orleans. Where's the predominantly white? Man, they Walmart? have they they have predominantly white spots, bruh. Chapatulas. That's o- what you talking o- about. Metairie. Old Metairie is no Walmart. Uh, let me tell you something. They got a special one. Hidden, Names have hidden. been changed. <laughs> Names have been changed to protect the innocent. It wasn't particularly a Walmart. I was using Walmart. As a generalization, gotcha. it was a store because they got that park, right? That park that that we used to work out. That shit is hidden, <laughs> and 
I've been down here for what, 20 years? I never, I might have heard it mentioned twice. Uh-huh. And they don't talk about it much because they don't want y'all there. Because no, the Chopper 2 is Walmart is about as ghetto as they come. All of them. So, so you but, walked in with your mask on and people like, no, hi, how are you? I I was already in the store, but there were there was like a group of young black men that walked into the store. They all had bandanas on and baseball caps. And I like stopped just to see the reaction. Right. And it was like there wasn't a, there wasn't much of one. And I'm like, well, all righty. So, okay. It's being normalized. So I'm surprised that there hasn't been a a spike in crime, especially knowing now that these all these cameras, these city cameras cannot really accurately identify a face. Mm -hmm. So with the photos and videos, Mm -hmm. one thing I do know is the police are not allowed to confiscate your footage, your uh, devices. Right. They are not allowed to demand that they look at it either they can't say well, they can demand you know we we know in the world of police officers they can do whatever this True. is about knowing your rights they can right. demand as much as they want you don't have to correct because the fourth amendment protects you against unlawful searches and seizures so if they they want to get a hold of your footage they need a warrant exactly So and I know that, too, coming from D.C., where we have a lot of federal government buildings, we have a lot of um, federal government sites that you're not supposed to know that they are federal government buildings. I've been asked multiple times in D.C. while I'm out just taking pictures. uh, What are you taking pictures of now? Back then, I didn't know. So I'm like, I'm taking pictures of this fucking statue. Well, there's a federal building, so and so and so behind there. You can't take pictures of that building. That's okay. Like okay, and then back in even in New Orleans, I had that on um, Gra- Gravier Gravier Street. Gravier. There's it's the a federal courthouse. Right, and Two. I was yeah mm-hmm. taking pictures out there because they have like some of the old courthouses and they they have nice statues and shit like that. Taking pictures out there, I was told I was followed a half a block by security. Again, asking, were you taking pictures of you can't take pictures of of this? All right, so let me tell you what where I see where I see Oh, and they bought up I this one right here, the one in New Orleans. This was uh, I knew a little more. I still didn't know, but I'm like, why? Explain to me why I can't take uh pictures of these statues or whatever. So then they start kicking around the Patriot Act, nine eleven terrorism and shit like that and that that was about the extent of that conversation right well you know i was about to say as far as courthouses are concerned i almost see the logic behind that because you know you have witnesses going into places but for me if it if it's a witness that's been sequestered they're not going to bring the witness into the front of the building anyway but I kind of sort of you I can I can see where they were trying to go but still they can't stop you. Right. And um so what I would suggest and we're going to get into this in a few minutes is if you're at a protest especially or you're filming police brutality, uh police interactions live stream. If you have uh Instagram, 
live stream it, Facebook, live stream it, whatever, because it's being shown in real time Mm -hmm. on the Internet. And then it's being saved to where, yo, they can't go in your phone and delete it. So another thing, too, if you're using your phone, which most people are, if you're approached by law enforcement, lock your phone that way. They cannot go in your Facebook app, your Instagram app. They can't even delete it if you're recording on your device. Because, again, they would need a warrant to get into your phone and never under any circumstances unlock your phone for law enforcement. Apple just had that big case with right. the shooters. They wouldn't even even they and they were found guilty. But Apple refused to open their phone. Yep. So that was and Apple won that case because the, the federal government tried to get Apple force Apple to unlock this phone and apple won yep apple fought that shit so again live stream rather than recording it to your phone because the one thing police can do is they're not supposed to but they can take your phone and break the bitch Mm -hmm. i've had someone that got in an accident Mm -hmm. in um saint was it saint james it might have been saint james parish where's all the plantations at they have a lot of them St. James, St. James Parish, they do have like lower plantations. Lower plant, okay, it's, that's it's, where it was. So, well, come hold up. up, time out, man. You ain't about to, you ain't about to be out here talking about St. James Parish, Look, man. Airline highway, got into an Not accident. Not airline. <laughs> got into it was on airline. Airline don't go through St. James. Mm-mm. River Road. One of them got, got into a damn River accident. Road. And had a dash cam. The police officer knew the other driver who was at fault. And he said, well, let me see what happened on a dash cam. Deleted the footage. Really? So, Hmm. you know, I don't know who got ticketed or or whatnot. Hmm. But anyway, long, long story less long. You don't have to show them what you're recording. You are allowed to record the police. You are allowed to record police interactions. Mm -hmm. Anywhere that you are lawfully able to be now. Do you care to explain what lawful versus unlawful lawful presence is? Well, as lawfully present, we said at the top of the show, you have the right to be in public spaces. So if you're on the sidewalk protesting and when I say public spaces, we we said sidewalks, streets and things of that nature, steps on on um, government buildings. But when we say that. If you are obstructing the flow of traffic, you are not being lawful. If you are obstructing the egress and the ingress, meaning the way people get in and out of a building, that is not being lawfully present. You have the right to be there as long as you are not obstructing the flow of traffic, as long as you are not obstructing people getting in and out and carrying out their business in that so you are there you are present lawfully if you're doing one of the things that i just said if you're blocking people's ability to go into these places if you are blocking traffic you are not lawfully in that place or in the case of um our boy kenny stills former new orleans saint got arrested um by what with the a few other people for going on the property of the district attorney, uh, of course, demanding justice for Breonna Taylor. And they got arrested just for stepping foot onto his property. I, I believe they might have even been sitting there posing no threat, 
but right, still, but th- they were this trespassing. was his person, right? And that's what goes back to what we said about personal property. As long as it's public, you're good. If this is personal property, every man has woman has the right to say who can and cannot be on their property. So the minute that you step on somebody's property and they've not invited you, you are trespassing. And then even if they um if they ask you to leave after you if you refuse and you'll see that in businesses too where they'll straight up be like um I'm sorry but you have to, to leave. leave. I ain't right. going nowhere till I get my refund. Mm-hmm. We're going to call the police, ma'am right. or sir. Call right. them then. Call them. Right. Every single time I've ever seen that situation play out, the police remove the person from. Mm-hmm. So it's like, come on, just save everybody the trouble. They're kicking you leave. out. Right. Leave. So right. that's uh, lawfully so that's, present. Right. Being and, lawfully present as opposed to not being present lawfully. Right. Now, <clears throat> going into organizing a protest, right? There's young lady i can't remember her name she's facing up to 15 years in jail now for organizing a black lives matter protest where she do it at it was in california it was in a uh i'm at to pull up the article but it was somewhere in california it was an affluent suburb and i believe there was so she went on it was a private property no no did they block the street. Uh, there was some vandalism. There was some uh, property destruction, not by her, but by people who attended. And All they right. are holding her accountable, accountable for the acts did, of them. So did she so she organized it? Did they have to get a permit? That I'm not sure. But let, let's talk about that while I look it up. Do you need a permit to do a protest? Not if you are not going to be blocking anything. So. Once again, going back to what I said earlier, you do not need a permit to organize a protest. You could be walking down the street and start talking to a couple of people and y'all start walking down the street together saying Black Lives Matter. You don't need to do, you don't need to have a permit. But if you are parading and you are expecting a large amount of people and those people are going to block traffic. If you're going to block um, sidewalks and and impede people's ability to move around, getting a permit is going to help you with your legitimacy. You know, so cops can't come and say, oh, you have to stop because you, excuse me, you're blocking traffic or you're doing this. If you have this permit, permit gives you the the ability to do so, then you're good. But technically you don't need a permit. And if, but if they do require you to have a permit and the cost, the cost of the permit is exorbitant, then they may be impeding your right. They, any, any government structure that, n- demands that you have a permit to do something like this to protest. They also have to have a mechanism wherein they can waive that. Right. So So, basically your rights might cost you, but if you can't afford it, boom. Right. So here's the article uh, right here. I'm going to just kind of skim through it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Social media is coming to the aid of 
Tiana Arada, a California Black Lives Matter organizer who was arrested after a protest last month. And now this was a couple months ago. She was arrested in San Luis Obispo. San Luis Obispo. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. heard it both ways. Um, (laughs) In July, according to a statement released by authorities, the police chief contacted the 20 year old before they protested to ensure that it would be peaceful. That protest ended up turning into a march about of about 300 people that blocked Highway 101 and stopped traffic for nearly an hour. A passenger vehicle was allegedly damaged and its rear window was smashed with the glass falling on a four year old passenger in the back. So Tiana was later arrested as protesters began to leave after a two week long investigation they filed five felony charges against her including four felony counts of false imprisonment and one felony count of conspiracy Mm. she was also hit with three misdemeanor charges conspiracy charge to commit not sure resisting uh three misdemeanor charges resisting or obstructing peace a peace officer inciting a riot and unlawful assembly mm. even though the assembly was lawful because she talked to the police chief yeah well it was unlawful because they blocked the highway the highway so yeah. uh to finish up here her supporters and many on social media believe that she shouldn't be held liable for something an individual or a few individuals did and she faces up to 15 years in prison if convicted mm-hmm. on all charges. Okay. So, so, and she just turned 20 years old, like the month before this happened. So we're talking about a fucking kid. All right. So let's go back to something that, that we've said, we've talked about before. And many of you should recall, because we have talked about this before, how if you are involved with a group of people. So, for example, if Dan and I and Becky decide to rob a bank and... I'm not going to be the getaway driver (laughs) because, you know, the getaway driver gets as much time as the rest of the people. See, this is is where I'm going with this. (laughs) So, Dan and Beck and I decide we're going to rob a bank. And so we go in and we initially we say no guns, don't bring any guns in. We're not, you know, because we're not trying to if And if we have these guns, no ammo, because we just want to scare them into giving us the money X, Y, and Z. So we go in like, um, who clean Latif and set it off. We go in there, like set it off and Beck jump out the bag. And she actually brought a loaded gun into the bank. And she shoots people and three people die. Because that sounds like some shit she would do. (laughs) So we get caught. What are we going to be charged with? Well, Becky is the one that pulled the trigger. We didn't know that Becky was going to bring a live, a gun with live ammo. We didn't know that Becky was going to pull the trigger because prior to, we said, we're going to go in there. We're going to steal this money. No loss of life. Don't bring any ammo, whatever, whatever. But. We were in the midst of committing a felony. Someone died. All of us. We did not pull a trigger, Dan and I, but all of us can be charged with 
anything and everything that happened in the commission of this crime. So going back to your 20 year old organizer, they knew who she was because she organized the protest. Mm -hmm. And apparently she went and she got it okayed with the cops. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So she was the organizer. It was supposed to be a peaceful protest as the article said, but they blocked traffic. Somebody acted stupid and they busted out this window. Someone got injured. They also in in the in the midst of committing this um damage to the property, they held these people. That's where the did they say like um unlawful arrest or hostage? What what was it? It was False imprisonment. False imprisonment. That's where that comes from because they held these people up and then damaged their properties. So even though she didn't know that this was going to turn out that way, she didn't know that these people were going to do what they did. She is on the hook for it because one She's the person that they knew because she's the person that actually I'm going to assume applied for permitting and whatever mm-hmm. else they needed. So she is she is inevitably going to be the one that the buck stops with. Now, in my estimation, if I had to guess, all charges are going to be dropped. They're just doing this to try to make a statement, mm-hmm. especially California being as liberal as, as a it place. is. Probably, I mean, had someone lost their lives, that would have been, it would probably have been a different situation. The fact that these people actually had damage. Now, that might be one that she may not be able to escape because the people actually did suffer some some property damage. So she may be, they may actually drop everything except those those, um, so I guess targets. this is the sidebar then. The sidebar is the glass is broken, fell onto a four-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to feel sorry for that four-year-old? Wait, what? I, I, I thought I was clear. I'll ask again. Are we supposed to feel sorry for that four-year-old that got the glass broken and landed all over him? What do you mean are we supposed to feel sorry for the four-year-old? I guess you're because the way that you're your are we supposed your termi- to say that like your no your terminology and your tone suggests that <laughs> you're not going you, you you're not trying to feel for this four-year-old that i guess that's why i'm asking no that, <laughs> that the, was, like I said. am i supposed to feel no but in all honesty when i say that are we supposed to say Yo, that's fucked up. They shouldn't have done that shit. That's foul. They shouldn't have done that. That's just going too far. Like, where do you draw the line? At, like, innocent, involving innocent people. So, Reginald, Denny, that's where the line should have been drawn? Any, let me tell you something. Those people who were driving on the freeway did not get in their car. And I'm sure, I don't know if this was a man or a woman that was driving. I'm more than sure that the driver did not get in their car, strap their four-year-old in their car seat and say, let's drive into the middle of a protest and get ourselves caught up and get the car. When 
excuse me, get the car windows broken and my child injured. That was not their intent when they left their house. I mean, Jacob's intent was not to get shot in the back All seven saying, times in front of his damage, kids. Collateral damage is not a good situation, especially when, see, that's, that is one thing that Jacob Blake's family, George, George's family said the same thing. Brianna's family said the same thing. Ahmad family said the same thing. Trayvon's mom said the same thing. I'm I'm rolling with his step pops though. <laughs> his step pops said, "Burn this bitch down." <laughs> the the thing is, violence begets violence. That that's something that we know always, and that's the reason why Gandhi did what he did. That's the reason why Dr. King did. You know, what he Gandhi did. was a piece of shit. Wait, why was Gandhi a piece of shit, man? Have you read like all of the sexual misconduct? Man, look, they, Dr. King too. Man, you know, I'm saying he was just being. I'm saying Doctor Doctor King too. If that's the case, Malcolm too. If that's the case, I'm saying nah, these people. Malcolm. These people are men, and and they are fallible. You know, men are not perfect. That was men only don't rape children. That was only one perfect man who walked the earth. Jesus men, Christ. Men don't rape children. All, all I'm, I'm saying, saying is this. But okay, they said. You know, they did things that were not acceptable. They did things that were shameful. But conceptually, what they espoused can't, you know, like you can't shit on it. It's like. So you're saying that doesn't take away from the message or, or it, the sh- act. it shouldn't. No, it, sh- it here's does. My example. It does. It does for the most part, but it shouldn't. Here's my example. All right. R. Kelly stands up for the dogs that Michael Vick abused, right? And then R. Kelly pisses on 13 and 14-year-olds. But we, people are still listening to R. Kelly's music. Yeah, they are. But do uh, we People say, are still listening to Michael Jackson's music. Damn right. I'm always listen, listening, now listen, to listen to what I'm you're saying. I'm always listening to Michael. So, but he's sleeping with 11-year-old boys. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, look, Sound. see, see, here you go. I don't know. See what I'm saying? So, I ain't seen no concrete proof. But <laughs> so, did you see concrete proof for Gandhi? Did you see concrete yeah. proof for Malcolm? Did you see concrete? Wait, proof Malcolm ain't of... never done shit either. Malcolm what? good money in my book. What? In see? my book, he good money. See. So, anyway, if you get your rights violated, and this is also something that we're all very used to, and. Uh, ACLU has a hotline. They do. I do. I got to make one more turn back into a different sidebar. Oh, jeez. Because this one struck me again in that monologue this morning that I listened (laughs) to. Right? Would you, not knowing me, assume that I came from a background, a family that has money? If okay, so seeing you in the setting that you're in, or like. Seeing you in the hood. No, seeing me, like, let's say on a job, you don't know me. You just know me in passing. Mm-hmm. With limited information, would you say I came from a family that has money? I wouldn't say that you were you were raised dirt poor. I wouldn't say, like, before I knew anything about you, I looked at you and I was like, you know, it wasn't he was raised dirt poor and went to bed hungry, you know, Looking at looking at a lot of people in our office, it wasn't like because appearances, for the most part, are very deceiving. Nah, not when the ones peacock, <laughs> some of them peacock up in that bitch, and they be like Gucci. My, nah, 
So, yeah, I learned today that that is the perception of somebody uh, that I work with that I come for money. And then it went into this whole thing like, you know, I'm you know, I'm not guilty. I don't feel guilty for being white. Just like, you know, it's not my choice. I didn't I didn't choose this. This is I didn't just like, you know, you growing up. I mean, you don't know what it's like to be poor and. Uh, you know, it's not your fault. You shouldn't feel guilty that you come from a, a stable household and, and have money. And, and I'm like, how long you know me? Yeah, see, but the thing is, you do the same thing to me. You, But I you, do that on purpose. You, you swear up and down that I've never known want in my life. On, I do that on purpose. And, but this but, person actually believes but that. But the thing is, you're saying that you do it on purpose. There are a lot of people that look at me and think that what you say is true, that I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth, that I've never known, you know, I've never gone to bed hungry, that I've never known one. That That's I've why always, I do it, to <laughs> confirm their you know, uh, there, suspicions. There are people out there who believe that. Man, I don't I don't even know where that came from. Like, that, that's the only thing he said today that made me jump back like, whoa. I come from a good upbringing and money. Where that shit at then? It's because he doesn't know. I and, know. But that's his perception. And as I've always said. Oh, and I'm well-educated, college degrees. I, like, I'm like, shit, I went to college too. Glad I ain't got no student loan debt. Perception debts. is real. I, I like it. I like it because one thing I said uh, about moving from D.C. to down here, nobody knows me. And I can feed bits and pieces of information to people, especially employers. No one knew that I was a high school dropout. No. And really, unless we're talking big time company, there's really no way to verify that, that I did not graduate from TC Williams high school or, you know, whatever. So that was just interesting. So anyway, violations of your rights, something that we're used to. It's commonplace for us we go through it a lot and it's almost to the point where we're numb to it and it's normal it is it it is normalized in in communities of color because we we constantly run into the police we are over policed right and so it, it it is normalized so at the um protest if you're doing everything lawfully and the police come out and basically try to shut you down start beating people's asses, start shooting the tear gas. What what are some of our options here? All right. So we talked about evidence, you know, video evidence and pictorial evidence, documentation. Dan said earlier about going live on social media, actually having something tangible that you can show in order to show how your rights were violated. Thing is, People start, I mean, people, police officers start lodging tear gas and they start beating you with batons and throwing you in the back of paddy wagons and all this other stuff. There's really not a lot that you can do. You can resist, but even if you ain't resisting, they're going to charge you with resisting. Right. So in the end, they arrest you, let them arrest you and do it peaceably. Let them arrest you, but document as much information as you can about what they were doing, what you were doing, what the people around you were doing at the time. Because, and then 
Dan, I think Dan said it earlier. Never talk to the cops. The very first thing you should always do, and I don't care what the hell the police says, lawyer up and do it in a in a manner that they can not doubt that you are actually invoking your right to counsel. You know, that whole lawyer dog thing. Right. So basically, I would like a lawyer. Period. Correct. That's period. It. And um, some other things to add. Now, these are things that I was brainstorming that I thought of. If you're going to a protest, right? One, let somebody know where you're going, where you're going to be. If Even if it's like a four block radius. Look, mm-hmm. I plan on being in this section iPhones, they have share your location, share your location with some people. I know a lot of people don't like to do that for privacy reasons. But in this case, share your location. Mm -hmm. Another one is where this is, again, brainstorming, not thought all the way through, but get a shirt that has your social media tag, your social media name on it. I like for me, I am Dan at I am Dan on drugs front and back. That way, if something's happening to me over in a corner that somebody else is filming, there's hundreds or thousands of people there. They're not going to know who the fuck I am. Mm -hmm. But on on my shirt, it says at I am Dan on drugs. Somebody's going to have the thought, yo, that's I am Dan on drugs Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I thought about Mm -hmm. T-shirt with your social media tag, Mm -hmm. your phones, again, live stream. Keep one of those little USB power banks with you, too, in case your phone starts to and die. And I've seen you say that. I'm laughing because I've seen that a lot on on TV. Like, these people are, are videoing. You see the USB cable coming, mm-hmm. and they have the power banks. And I'm like, that is smart because you don't think to do that. But right. that is smart. And, and, and just like Representative John Lewis carried his backpack, before the world have some supplies for real that that's real that is something that he said and it stands it stands today when you get placed in the cell you're not gonna have access to a lot you know what I'm saying you're not so, so what's in our what's in our bug out bag for protest so we got our cell phone maybe even a backup cell phone if you got like an old one that you can just use for a camera we got our USB power bank we got water. We got our masks Mm -hmm. for COVID. I mean, if you got masks for tear gas. So Mm -hmm. what else? What else we got? You know what? Have, all jokes aside, have in your phone, we mentioned the ACLU, numbers to like your local ACLU, numbers to your local representatives, right? Numbers to um, what? Like a local lawyer's office. You know, things that can help you out in the midst. You have your phone. You have the ability to use your phone. Look, have these things in your phone. And if you don't have necessarily have your phone, cards. You know, cards to with all of these important numbers on them. You know, cards that you may be able to give to someone else with numbers for like your parents or whatever else. If you can't make a call a card that you can give to somebody else and say, could you please call this person. this person on the list, you know, on this card for me, let them know X, Y, and Z, you know, stuff like that. Smart. And the number for the ACLU, this is their main number. 212-549-2585. I put in the show notes too. 
uh, in my bug out bag, I'm gonna have me some water. Uh, I'm gonna have said bug out bag. I'm gonna have some milk too. Oh, tear gas. Yeah, some milk, some water. Pepper spray. Yeah. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some pepper spray in my damn self too. Did you see in uh, what you call it? They, they drive by pepper spray and paintball. Right, and they were patriots. Right, and they were. It was fine for them to do that, just like it was fine. See, you know what? Let me go on my little tangent sidebar. So, this seventeen-year-old with an AR-15 walks down the street in Kenosha. He, he mm-hmm. is he is a young white man. He's walking down the street with a semi-assault weapon. The cops are passing him by, tossing him water. He has his hand held up. His hand held like, up. Here I am. Take me. Yeah. He has his hand held up like I'm not touching my weapon. And they pass by. So drop a young black man in that same situation walking down the street. Do you think that the police would have passed him by? Yeah, they would have after they shot his ass. <laughs> they They would have. So it's like just like Jacob Blake's father says. That was a testament to the justice system, the two forms of justice that we have in the United States. As I watch, I mean, I'm watching this and I'm watching this in disbelief. And you put something on Twitter as well that I watched and just shook my head because that same cop, the Twitter, the the tweet that you put with the um the black man, I think it was Walmart's parking lot. Where they tackled him down to the ground. The man had his hand oh, up they and they tased him. him. Yeah. Right. And then they kicked him. And then that same cop stopped the white man in the in the lifted pickup truck. Hmm. Did you put that? I, you put that tweet I put out there? a piece of that video out showing the, the black man complying mm-hmm. and getting jump kicked in his back after mm-hmm. they missed with the taser. Mm-hmm. And then he turned around like, yo, what the fuck? And they just started beating the hell out of him. Turns out that they had a they had a warrant out for someone's arrest that fit his description. We all fit the description. So now that dude got charged with um, resisting arrest. That was it. He, he, he wasn't the right person got charged with resisting arrest after. I mean, charges got dropped, but still it's like. Yeah. Man, that and then all these the white folks driving by the Trump supporters. And this is one of the times where I'm not estimating that these are Trump supporters. They said that they are Trump supporters. Mm -hmm. Drove by shooting paintballs at people, pepper spraying people. Ask how many of those. Now, this is all on video, too, much like when they were shooting at the media. They Mm -hmm. they were the police were shooting at the uh, national media. How many of them got pulled over and stopped? Like not one. If that was a Black Lives Matter protest and we was riding through shooting paintballs immediately, pe- we might even get shot. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. And once again, from my understanding, the police officers were ha- handing them bottled water and telling them great job. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump spoke about that about. I don't know when it was he he spoke about that particular situation and he applauded them as patriots every, mm-hmm. as everybody every other Trump supporter they were patriots because they were doing what law enforcement refused to do they were protecting the citizens and, and property that's the America we live in so in closing um shutting down a protest 
if you are protesting, the police cannot shut you down unless there is a clear and present danger. You're right. Unless unless they see rioting. And that's the see, that's the thing. Something else that we didn't touch on that we definitely need to touch on are outside agitators. Mm-hmm. You know, people coming in specifically to get the protest shut down. For because- instance, the guy in uh where was it? This is a damn shame because so many have happened. There, there was a video of these white guys setting an auto parts store oh, on fire. Oh, wait, that was George. George that, Floyd? Yeah, it okay. was. That was George. And it's people like those. Those are the outside agitators that do shit to make the people that are peacefully protesting look bad and correct. get attacked. Correct. And that is absolutely correct. But. Continue. I believe you were talking about um, that was it. Yeah. The agitators, they come in. So if there's a Black Lives Matter protest, we know that there's a lot of white people at these protests, which we really do appreciate. We appreciate the support and y'all being there. But it also makes it easy for another white person who does not necessarily believe in that Black Lives Matter start smashing windows and sometimes mm-hmm. all it takes is one or two one. people that's right and next thing you know you got mayhem out there that's correct and then and it's always reflective of the movement right you know and and that goes back to your 20 year old californian there's it's um, reflective of the movement the other one was in charlotte too but anyway they can't shut you down unless there's a clear and present danger Sometimes they will place a clear and present danger to get you shut Correct. down. Correct. That is that is one of their that that's one of the things that law enforcement loves to do in order to shut down a protest. If they do shut you down, they need to give you a reasonable amount of time to clear Indeed. out. That's they correct. can't just say, yo, this shit shut down. And then two minutes later, start pepper spraying and tear gas. A reasonable amount of time and they need to provide a clear and unobstructed path for you to leave so uh that's the basically the only way they can shut you down or again if you're blocking traffic as we said earlier you're blocking and then even then if you're blocking traffic what the police officer should do is tell you move to move on the side of the street you know the sidewalk or move so that the cars or the foot traffic that you're blocking can go through. They should not stop you from protesting. And don't sign anything if uh, police start, again, shutting down, arresting people. I've seen this at least twice where they said you don't have to go to jail if you sign whatever the hell was in that document and people were signing it Mm. because they didn't want to go to jail. Mm. They were essentially admitting guilt and saying they were going to show up and couldn't doing all this other shit. So don't sign anything. Don't say anything. Don't give consent to search your person or your belongings. And I mean, the only thing police can do, they can pat you down if they suspect that you're, you have a weapon, which means they can pat you down forever. Black. Yeah. Right. Ba- basically, that that is the thing. You know, I mentioned earlier in the show about the Fourth Amendment and your right against unreasonable search and seizure. They have to have probable cause. They can't get around probable cause. Just because you're a party to a protest does not give them 
probable cause to search your person. So unless you're black, you know, we (laughs) we talk about having a bug out bag and things in your bag and things to bring to a protest. Don't bring anything that in law enforcement's eyes can be weaponized. Even though we know a pencil can be a weapon, but don't bring a knife, honestly. And that's something that, and I say that because I carry a backpack and in my backpack, I have a knife and I've, I've carried a knife with me in my backpack since I was like 16 years old. I don't go any, I don't go anywhere without it. How many times have you used it? None. (laughs) So it's basically like an umbrella just in case it rains. That's correct. You know, you always, you always want to be prepared. So, and actually one time I, I got it taken away because it's with me all the time. I never think about it. And I went the very first time I ever flew, my favorite knife got taken from me at, at um the little uh what are those people TSA mm-hmm. yeah at TSA because I mean I put my bag on the little belt and walk through like wham and then the lady told me to step to the side and I was and like you probably thought you was about to get upgraded to first class no I didn't actually was fearful because I'm like what the I was about eighteen and I'm like the what. Cause I, you know, I, I watch TV. I know when the people pull you off to the side, it's not a good situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, the lady actually came, put on some gloves. That's a wrap. And told me that she was going to have to pat me down. And I asked her why. And it's be, and they said they found the knife in my bag. And when she said that, I was like, OJ didn't do it, <laughs> man. But yeah, so. When you go, I understand that, you know, you think about protecting yourself. I get that. But you don't want to for them to have any reason to haul you in. You don't want them to have any reason to say, see, they're supposed to be peaceably protesting and they brought this and that and whatever, whatever. No reason. So you don't want to give them a reason. And, you know, as Dan likes to say just being black is a reason we don't want any more reasons on top of that so true that so this has been another informative episode of black law and legalized like look y'all check us out on youtube man we need to get our youtube subscribers up we've had a youtube page for like a year and a half that don't really promote don't really do nothing with other than post (laughs) videos and hope y'all find them but yeah follow us on youtube too at black law podcast well, I Keep thought up. YouTube is what it was supposed. That's all we're supposed to do. Put videos up there so people can find them. Yeah, but sometimes you got to point people in the direction, but mm-hmm. we never mm-hmm. do. Um, keep up with us all social media platforms at Black Law Podcast. You can keep up with me. And I'm, I'm telling you, like I said, I'm on Twitter all day, all day, son, that <laughs> I am Dan on drugs. <laughs> and I'm just Dan. And thank you very much. And I hope we have informed you. I mean, honestly, I tell y'all this all the time, even though I am not a social media maven, if you DM me or you say something to me on Twitter, I will respond and I will do so expeditiously. 
except if your name is at CEO Hayes Lies and you and ask garbage. him for a um a audio bit that uh Man, somebody was supposed to send. Let, let me and, tell you, you know something. You know, I, mean, I apologize I, for that. I like, you, though, Hayes. I, I, I apologize. You, that was like a year ago. I apologize for that. Did I not? Yeah, but you missed this anniversary too. Wait, nobody asked me for nothing. See, because he said, shit, you ain't do it last year. <laughs> Fuck, I'm going to ask you this year for <laughs> peace out. <laughs>